hey uh, thanks for tuning into the early 20s podcast in case you uh, each one of us takes turns to host and talk about things if you haven't heard the first podcast i highly recommend it shubhankar hosted it last week and you can find the link below so the year is changing again and uh, so i'll ask some questions about the change of the year and then um, i'll uh, story drift into the rapid fire questions and general life questions um mm-hmm. so um uh, uh, shubhankar uh, what are you grateful about Yo. this year wow what am i grateful about this year uh, so uh, a, a little uh, uh, a little note before i answer this question matlab humko ye questions bilkul bhi we are not prepared for these questions so gani hasn't shared any of the script with us what am i grateful for this year uh the fact that uh, i took uh, a risk in my career uh, and it paid off in a sense because uh, there was a high ch- so uh, a little back story into my life main july tak naukri kar raha tha june july tak and then i uh, i was selected in a startup incubator program aur fir main wahan pe gaya aur fir hum log ko एक प्री सीड फंडिंग मिल गई बाय नवंबर एंड काफी डाउट्स थे मेरे दिमाग में कि अगर मैं क्वालिफाई नहीं करूंगा फंडिंग के लिए तो फिर नेक्स्ट नेक्स्ट प्लान ऑफ एक्शन क्या होगा बट फाइट किया और अभी मतलब डिसेंट पोजीशन में हूं टू बिल्ड ऑन व्हाट वी बिल्ड सो फार एंड हां तो उसके लिए काफी ग्रेटफुल हूं मतलब इट प्लेड आउट एज आई Oh, what did the next few months for your startup look like? The next three months? And what is uh, it? Very exciting, super exciting. So, uh, the immediate plan. Uh, we are going for a demo day, EF's demo day in in on the twenty second of January next year. And then, after that, next couple of months are super heavy on fundraising and hiring, and with that, product development obviously will happen. तो सेल्स हो रही होगी मतलब वी आर वी आर लुकिंग फॉर आर फर्स्ट क्लाइंट्स राइट नाउ एंड इन द मीन वाइल वी आर आल्सो लुकिंग फॉर आर सीड फंडिंग राउंड्स एंड आल्सो वी आर लुकिंग फॉर आर फर्स्ट हायर्स ऑन द टेक्निकल साइड तो काफी एक्साइटिंग टाइम डेमो डे इज बेसिकली सॉर्ट ऑफ योर ग्रेजुएशन डे फ्रॉम हियर या या सो इट्स इट्स लाइक 200 300 इन्वेस्टर्स कम डाउन एट अ थिएटर ऑफ सॉर्ट्स वहां पे all 20 selected startups go ahead and do their pitch and then they come around and look at like there are booths for all the startups uh, they come around and uh, have a look whoever's interested then they move into the first meeting investor meeting second investor meeting and so on so it's like the first initiation of an investor and startup meet coffee fun times the startup is called uh, radical they are uh... doing intelligent compliance mm-hmm. and you can find them on radicalai.io mm-hmm. just to put it out there yep yep, yep. radicalai.io uh, and we stand for uh, being radically intelligent uh, so aajkal artificial intelligence aur ye sab ka bahut craze hai so we are playing on that trend as well and uh, calling it radically intelligent yeah cool so elevator pitch for radicalai.io uh, radicalai is uh, we are building mika which is the first digital assistant for compliance for regulatory compliance we basically help compliance officers in financial institutions manage their regulatory risk better uh, by providing them uh, by providing them a, 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 a framework where they can manage the regulatory developments and their internal policies and processes Yep. That's it. Twenty seconds. Yes. Um. So, do you have any questions for Shubhankar? No. <laughs> <laughs> getting better at uh, it. So, uh, do do check out the startup and uh, look at the website. Um, if you are in compliance, contact Shubhankar. Yes. If you are a developer, contact Shubhankar. Shubhankar at radicalai. Um, dot io. Yep. Reach out. So. Uh, um same question for sorry what are you mm-hmm. grateful about this year yeah. sure um 
for me i think in general i'm really grateful about uh the things that i've learned throughout the year uh for me like if if you've read chuwankar's post on uh, the, about his git reset hard 2018 i'll give you um like you say he's mentioned about podcast he's mentioned about the fitness war running surfing uh so us front pay i think uh, a lot of them are common for me and i think us front pay i've learned a lot both in terms of uh, mera work because i joined my first like all of us graduated last year obviously and we joined our first jobs last july i think roughly so abhi se i think i've learned a lot both on like my professional front or abhi recently in bloomer we move on to wo bhi mere liye move bahut acha raha hai to i think i really get to for all the things that i've learned uh, throughout this year and all the time i've spent on uh, uh, like meko recently traveling bahut zyada acha lagne lag gaya compared to jo mereko uh, probably pichle saal lagta tha stuff like that so ha huh. I think उस बारे में हम क्रिएट करते हैं। Oh, so you're saying that you're grateful about learning things? If I can summarize your, oh like, yeah, I mean you've I learned a lot. I think I've learned a lot this year, and I'm grateful that I was able to learn that much, and I was able to uh, get those opportunities. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this question goes to Scotty because I'll be circling the questions so that yeah, that makes sense. Time begins. Mm-hmm. Um, go on. Uh, so uh. How did you think two thousand eighteen would turn out compared to how it did? Hmm. Let me think. To be honest, I think like I had hope for uh, stuff. Some of like, for example, some of my goals. I'd hope for them. I had hope to complete them, and. that didn't happen and on the other hand i think i picked up uh maybe a couple of new things mm, definitely definitely uh, still as an i may i think me in general i'm more optimistic than i uh, than i achieve as in i mera uh, like i aim jo mera aim hota hai i typically uh, i'm nowhere close to uh what my aim was originally so uh, i think very similar to matlab my 2018 goals were uh, like jitna jitna i was able to achieve usse bahut zyada so um ha huh. so i think i'm not sure what are you looking for like a specific oh uh, no 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 something on these lines i did not or i can ask you a follow so um, you said yeah. you were expecting some things and you expected a certain percentage of it so if uh, you were to talk about your biggest misses what would you talk about and the biggest gains uh, i think uh, if i can if i want i can talk about it on a generic level wo mera jo main sort of fundamental point missing tha that was consistency um maine beach mein like abhi bahut recently november mein i ended up running like three and a half weeks like every day and then hmm. ended up ended up injuring injuring myself so that like basically hmm. stupid but but matlab <laughs> uh, that came out of sort of uh, frustration for not having consistency before that as in before in the year hmm. so uh, i think in general jo mera theme of misses you can call that consistency i think i think i missed out on um, um missed out on being consistent with my running being consistent with uh, a few aspects of my work uh yeah uh biggest gains um uh i think the the uh, i think i'm sorry can you repeat your question about biggest biggest gains uh i mean like you must have had goals in uh, that you set maybe last year and you gained some of them so if like what was your biggest win uh, from the goals that you had set for this year i don't know maybe maybe the job search i think i was mm. pretty set on the fact that 
have to move uh, out of Amazon uh, in like next year. As in last year, my thought was that I have to move out of Amazon uh, soon. Mm. And uh, I'm like I joined Bloomberg two months back. But apart from that, I also interviewed at other places. Um, that did not go through, obviously. Uh, some of them did, but I chose not to go there. But the end point being that is that um, I think that was my biggest win because uh, for like, jo ek, jo ek mental block hai na, ke I, that I think that I cannot get in so and so company. Mm. I'm not saying, by the way, that's fulfilled by Bloomberg, but uh, that was sort of broken because uh, because of some of the opportunities. Uh, I was able to get even, in chance, even a chance to interview because in my opinion, I thought that if I'm going to apply to apply to a career website in this XYZ company, there's no chance. But hmm. most of my interviews or the good interviews, the good companies that I didn't think I could do, I was able to secure like, through Vanilla career website and resume upload kiya without a cover letter and I was able to get in. So, mental block so I think not only the end result which is I think Bloomberg is doing pretty good for me honestly um, hmm. but also this mental block ka mera jo hindrance tha, wo I was able to scale which is probably like my biggest win uh, I kind of agree with you like uh, juniors ask me how do you do this how do you do that but people like a lot of people want to change things in their lives but they don't want to even apply so uh, i think you should start by applying to places yeah, to start, huh, start like, right question. yeah sorry for cutting you off there but there's like this big mental uh, block that uh, i can i cannot possibly get uh, like an interview or a call back from so and so company but it's just you just go and do it and huh. i was talking about how um, he get, got rid of his mental barrier regarding applying to uh, big name tech firms and uh, how he thinks it's possible and like fairly fairly possible to apply and get in. Um, um, so and so what I wanted to add was that uh, even though applying on the website might work, you're still better off applying via referral. And uh, yeah, just try to find people who work there and get them to refer you. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, uh, a lot of times just pinging people on LinkedIn even works. And you, I mean, even if you're like a second connection, you can ping them and you can, so LinkedIn gives you this, gives you this option to send in like a, uh, I don't know, 60 or 160 word message to uh, someone who you're connecting with. And um, you can roughly explain who you are, what you want. And a lot of times they do agree, and a lot of times you can speak to them, uh, understand what their needs are, understand what you need, and apply. And when I say ping these people, you can also ping stuff, uh, people like like directors, senior VPs, because typically these people have like, uh, I'm hiring for so-and-so, or uh, in their like LinkedIn, LinkedIn status or something. So I think that's really helpful. You can even search by that on LinkedIn. So it's pretty, pretty nifty. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn reach outs are uh, terribly like terribly uh, crazy useful for us as well uh, while we're doing like in the initial parts of uh, idea validation solution validation uh, you we are doing around 100 reach outs every day so the the general cold email or cold LinkedIn rate is that 10% of people will respond and amongst that around 50% people will agree for a meeting so you for a, if you want to have like two to three meetings a day then you start uh linkedin cold emailing around 100 200 people a week or so while you're cold emailing you're also looking for uh, warm connections if there are any so you start building out templates for uh, which kind of messages you want to be sending to which kind of people uh, so yeah LinkedIn cold actually works. Mm-hmm. Could, could you elaborate on like the warm connections with people actually? The warm connection, like, uh, so warm connections are also of multiple uh-huh. kinds. Uh, one is where you ask for a warm connection. 
to someone and the other is where the other initiates that he'll connect you uh, to that guy uh, if you are asking for the warm connection uh, you usually t- uh, tell them that you are so and so of this company this is what you're working on and uh, this x person is how he can help me would be great if you can put me in touch but apart from that you also should send a blurb along with that what he can copy paste to the x okay. guy so that uh, this guy doesn't have to put in a lot of effort while emailing that guy or whatsapp mm-hmm. messaging that guy so you make the whole process as frictionless as possible uh, and he doesn't lose out on his reputation you you always have to remember that uh, the guy you're asking for is putting his reputation at stake uh, when he's introducing you so you have to sound smart at that point of time so yeah even i used to believe that linkedin colds don't work but like we've got some uh, clients that are that are on board with our uh, pilots via cold reach out so it does work so uh, what you're saying is don't uh, you're reaching out to people just communication is key reach out and see what people say mm-hmm. that so some reason to reach out yeah yeah definitely yep, yep. i think um, students even you, like during university yeah. students, we are very afraid and we think that somehow this is wrong at least at least i i think used to have this uh innate assumption that the, i mean if i'm just reaching out i'm wasting their time and and i should not be doing that uh but i think it does not pan out that way and uh worst case scenario is they do not reply or they just say that i don't like your profile that's like the worst case which is okay mm. you can improve and like apply elsewhere as well so. yeah okay. yep. so uh i think you had a long discussion about this um but shubham did you want to talk about your uh, biggest misses or like biggest gains in 2018 mm. biggest gains uh, at the top of my mind is uh, i found like a i found true love for working okay. out uh, at this point of uh, uh, at this point of my life I, i i feel that i wasted around 3 to 4 years of my life by not working out at that point of time uh, during college uh, and even after that uh, so that is a big win for me that when 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 i start feeling like that for any habit i know that it's built in into my psyche and I, i'll continue this for a long long time so that's a big win for me a big loss uh by loss i mean basically a get this expected 2018 real 2018 yes using your uh, new a gil- a, a, yeah 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 mm-hmm. a big loss would be i haven't so uh, i i i promised myself that i i'll read more and i'll consume less but i'm still consuming uh, the same amount of information from social media or news or uh, wherever I've I've not cut down on my consumption of useless information, and I'm not reading enough. I think so. Sep- that's one thing I really want to improve. Separating you from social yeah. media is probably really tough. You might get your thing going, but yeah, I, I'm not sure about yeah. What's <laughs> on social media? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, social media is a a. a a tricky topic for me especially because i like the concept of documenting a lot of my stuff over there uh but i also like consuming other you like dopamine content. brother so you like sorry? dopamine <laughs> yeah i like yeah i like dopamine uh so <laughs> what i try to do is create my own filter bubble uh of of personalities that i follow and i i, I almost i've almost unfollowed all my older friends uh whom i am not in touch with uh because that induces a strange sense of jealousy inside me uh, uh that's that's a little weird but i i unfollow all almost all of my friends whom i'm not in touch with right now i am only following people who i want to be like who inspire me so i i'm creating my own filter bubble like mm-hmm. that Um, yeah like somehow separating yourself from social media is very 
turns out to be tough i don't know i don't really use facebook but i open, hmm. i don't have the app on my phone either but i have i'm somehow logged into the facebook uh, thingy on my phone and i open hmm. the phone for like the app and like scroll down for like a minute close it and then after an hour i do the same thing i don't know why i have to open facebook and not even look at anything just yeah, scroll yeah. why do you think that's the like why why am i like that Uh, so i i did a internet detox for for like 18 hours and it was super tough for me <laughs> uh, i i i didn't touch the phone for from the morning till 12 in the night and at 12:05 i was like itching to check my notifications even when i was on detox when i was working and i wanted to take a break my hand immediately reached out for the phone which means that i am addicted uh there was certain anxiousness ki i'm missing out on some emails or some instagram likes or i don't know what but there is a definite addiction over there mm-hmm. uh there are ways of stopping that i've tried this app called forest uh which helps you stay focused for a certain amount of time uh, is that like pomodoro <laughs> uh and what it does is uh you open the app and you can set a timer for let's say 60 minutes or 120 minutes and what happens is you have to keep the app open for that much amount of time if you close the app then the then that tree dies so a tree starts building up when you start the timer if you close the app the tree dies at the end of the 60 minutes if you're through then the tree is alive and it's added to your collection of trees which is your forest so it's a gamified system of the pomodoro app and over time you can build your forest and get collect points and you can have a bigger forest uh so that's one way of beating uh, the addiction and putting in uh, consistent hours of work consistent hours of effort in your work that's something i'm trying out right now interesting is this your answer to what is the most useful app you've seen this year ah was the most useful app i've seen this that time i don't know about i i uh no this I, i'm still trying this out but the most useful app i've found is station. station getstation.com uh what this does it, it's a desktop app for my mac and what this does is it organizes almost all of my work apps including inbox gmail linkedin whatsapp drive everything everything slack uh, even slack drift all of all the apps that i use daily onto one onto one uh, window so i don't have to shuffle through tabs just to go through my emails and linkedins so my chrome browser is a lot uh, more clearer right now and it's only information and all my work stuff is on station it's a great app like must recommend must try out okay so i love Uh, I'm even notified uh, when I get a Mac early next year. I'll uh, get the station. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, uh, so we are starting the rapid fire round in which I ask questions and I get answers really quickly. Basically, the definition of a rapid fire. Um, the first question goes out to Sodi. Rank these events in their in their expected order of occurrence. So the first one is uh, Mars colonization. second one is uh, sentient intelligence and the third one is solving aging and if you can tell by when do you think this will happen that's a bonus sure so i think uh, mars colonization would happen first post which uh, sentinel intelligence would happen post which uh, humans solving aging would happen yeah and uh, sort of timeline of these things i'm sorry or like what Can you give a timeline of these events? Sure, I think I honestly don't really follow Mars colonization a lot, apart from like only the high-level news or something. But um, for me, I think Sentinel intelligence would happen in like twenty, twenty-five years, and Mars colonization could happen in I don't know, ten, fifteen years. Uh, I don't really have a a timeline for humans solving aging i think 
there are real ethical battles to fight around that issue but if you create sentient intelligence will that not solve everything for us uh assuming it's in our control which elon musk says it wouldn't be i'm sorry could you come again if we solve sentient intelligence how does that solve everything i if if we create super powerful ai uh-huh. won't it solve these issues for us like how how do you think that will work out oh so i think the the definition i understand for super powerful or basically general intelligence is that does not need us to uh, tell it, tell the tell like the computer or whatever to like think about this or think about that but basically has like a superhuman kind of intelligence does not still in my opinion mean that it can solve anything and everything and uh, yeah does that make sense okay sure um, yeah just wondering if the ai thing it's solved does the oh, I, i felt that aging aging could not really be solved by um, i at least that's my opinion because there are there are a lot of ethical issues around it so i think it it's difficult for humans to to get around that and that's why i sort of feel that aging is going to be solved after we have sentient intelligence and yeah would you want to live forever uh in the words of freddy mercury no <laughs> okay no but shohanka no, um uh i think i agree with that timeline hmm. because the like because of what we've seen with elon musk and the kind of advances he's making uh mars colonization definitely does seem to be appearing like the closest and from what i've read about uh, sentient ai and um, th- there's this guy called ray kurzweil who is the mm. director of engineering at Google and a futurist uh this this is this great blog post about uh superhuman ai f- uh, from wait but why uh these guys predict that sentient ai is somewhere around 2040 uh that is still optimistic an optimistic time frame but it's it it, it seems nearer than solving aging because solving aging does not seem like a problem that can be solved by brute force or uh, i don't know by gene editing or something like that because it it still feels like a problem way out of reach uh, i haven't read up enough on it but yeah that's what i feel that i think that's what sodi was saying as well that an ai can't solve this problem of aging by brute force or by super power it might oh. i mean i mean i'm just saying that it's not sure that it can mm-hmm. yep hello yep next sense um sure um i so i uh, the mass colonization was an easy win like i agree with you both on that because that's why i placed it there i thought like the real fight would be between the last two but mm-hmm. i'm surprised that you guys are so certain that aging is easier so easier easier to solve than uh uh sorry that intelligence is easier to solve than aging like what do you think what do i think okay good question um i would think that we do more like us uh, engineers are more into uh, ai and the developments here while we're not so much into the medical research so our uh, information is definitely very limited and uh, and yes uh, like ai research has uh, like so this doing research on computers are probably is probably easier than doing research on humans so Agreed. something like that would take human trials which would be tougher but i i don't know i would still think uh, uh, that we would have much longer life span before uh, i'm very uh, pessimistic on uh, sentient intelligence i i, I don't know why <laughs> but i i would say humans would have like really long life span before robots come out uh, there's this story about this chinese scientist who worked on uh, the dna of the first genetically engineered babies these were twins and what he did was the he removed the hiv receptors from the dna uh, and he got into the ccr5 receptors yeah yeah 
and he got into a lot of trouble because of that so that's why i feel uh, there's there are a lot of regulatory hurdles and ethical issues regarding biological innovation innovation mm-hmm. uh, that's why i'm a little more optimistic towards ai research and to be fair uh, when when i think uh, if i think about think about more uh, on the question when you say solve aging for me <clears throat> that's essentially that i do not age i mean like like i cannot i can basically theoretically live for as long as i can but if you think about uh, mm. if you think about even say the last 200 years i think the uh, the expectation the life expectation has been going up like radically i mean this there has been mm. a big change and even even for us i think uh, a lot of people say that uh maybe i can put send you some links post the episode but uh, there are there are the life expectation by the time our life ends is going to be around 120 150 years so yeah i mean then it sort of depends on how do you want to say solve aging and does it i like do, are you with mm-hmm. me on like my first assumption that solves mean just remove aging essentially or is it just improvement because if it's just i mean uh, like a lot of those uh, longevity statistics depend on the fact that a lot less children are dying at zero so when uh, infant mm-hmm. mortality drops and a few few people die before they're like five mm-hmm. the average goes up automatically like if you're a rich person in the 1800s and you were born and you were lived up to 20 the all the few dying would be like the average life expectancy would probably be very similar Ooh, the, okay that might be true i don't i don't know about uh, how that mm-hmm. life expectation is uh, calculated but what i feel is that in 1800s mm-hmm. you would have had to have like a certain standard of living and a certain sort of richness uh, to to be where you are today and uh, mm-hmm. but that is changing now i mean when you say average if you think about india uh, a lot of our population is below the poverty line and still our average life expectation mm-hmm. is i think around 77 i might be wrong on that but uh 66 um if you if you guys had like control over solving either of these problems which one would you pick first i think ai ai makes me more yeah uh-huh. like imagine the possibilities of what you can do with superhuman ai right Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm okay with dying, uh, but I want to see you superhuman AI. <laughs> That's a first. I think thing. I agree. Maybe because sorry, I think I agree. Maybe because we are uh, more engineering aligned, uh, like mm-hmm. all of us. Um, yeah, I think, and in that case, radical I can write itself. Maybe that sounds interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, correction. I was wrong on seventy-seven. It's around sixty-eight point five. Is what Google tells me. Still love eight years of my life. <laughs> Sorry, but but he's giving you till one fifty or one fifty, so <laughs> you are okay. Cool, cool. I think that. Who's the most uh, interesting person that you met this year? Wow. Hmm, it's the most interesting like this year. Damn, that's a tough question. Ah, so do you want to take this one? <laughs> I'm surprised it's taking you so long. I thought you would have said your co-founder's name, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> moving to moving. If you so if you want to take this one, then you can take this one, and then we can get back to Shivangi. Are you? Are but this you, is not the definition of. Yeah. What do you? I mean, are you particular about? Oh, I think your question said meat. So this, I, I mean, it could not. Like it, it's it's supposed to be someone you know, not like Tim Ferriss. This would be not Tim Ferriss. Uh, I think it has to be. Uh, there's this guy at EF I met. Uh, is Nirmal. Uh, he was an engineer like us. He IIT graduate. Then what he did actually, uh, what what's, what's so interesting about him 
is that left his job around one then he started building out mining rigs uh for mining crypto mining uh he built out a whole rig for, uh, after ordering uh, parts from china and elsewhere he built a whole rig in his own house he made a bunch of money and then one fine day uh, he tripped uh, his uh, apartment's power uh, power station whatever it's called uh, because of the electricity that he was drawing uh, after that he had to shut down his whole <laughs> mining rig he had made a whole uh, like a comp- a website a company out of this out of this business uh, he ran it for like an year or so uh, but that gave him a whole new look at like financial independence and uh, after that he was like i'm never working for someone again which is a pretty cool perspective to gain uh, so yeah like that whole story uh, was a little interesting to me yeah what is he working on at ef uh, wow interesting he's working company is called merkel science uh, he's building a uh, a transaction monitoring tool on blockchain so com- uh, what so monitoring financial- tool sorry a transaction monitoring tool on blockchain so you can uh, ca- basically using his ai you can catch fraudulent transactions uh, any terrorist financing uh, all bad stuff that happens on blockchain uh, they want to catch it, uh, that using their solution so it's a b2b tool it's called merkelsigns.com Okay. Yeah. Um if you had all the resources in the world, what problem would you solve? I think I'd spend more time on uh, health issues like like the main major ones which affect uh, diabetes is one issue one issue which is close to my heart. Uh, having if I had all the if i had all resources in life i think i'll pursue that mm. and for basically when i say that i mean that if i uh i i'm by no means anything related to health or biology or human being or whatever but uh, i think today engineering has a part to play in most things and mm. if i had if i had resources i think i already invest some amount of time uh, to sort of help that cause but yeah diabetes and other other health issues but probably I'll start with diabetes that's that's very interesting because uh, you prioritized artificial intelligence over aging but here you prioritize health issues it is uh, it is artificial maybe maybe that's because uh, i feel that artificial intelligence is i mean nobody thinks that you should not solve diabetes but solving aging and sort of being god i mean that that component of being god and removing the fact that you're going to die mm. i don't i think i think there are there are definitely people who do not want that to happen but i don't think at least i i wouldn't i wouldn't think i wouldn't have like a doubt there i mean i given an option if I, if you press this button aging goes away and if you if you press this button then diabetes age and cancer go away then i think i'm going to press the second button first because i don't i'm not fully convinced or fully sure about the first button yeah, i think that's okay. that's why i prioritize this specific issue more than um same yeah more than ai more than generally AI. Shubhankar, the same question goes for you. I, 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 I'd advocate for a universal basic income kind of a model for the society. Once basic needs are covered, and then they can pursue whatever they want to do, that leads to greater overall happiness in the world. Yeah. No, I think uh, what I was saying was that uh, it, it, it is definitely a long debate, and um, I think if points on both sides i what i feel what i what what sort of my concern is is that uh if you provide a basic income to everyone then 
then basically people don't have anything to people people don't have to do anything and i think that yeah. not everyone is uh like driven by default and some people mm. just want to they, they they just want to be i mean they they they're happy with their job mm-hmm. I mean. and and, mm. and that's that's a perfectly fine way of living in my opinion but yeah i mean yep. obviously obviously it's the solution or the thing that you're advocating for is not a a, a single line give everyone a thousand dollars in their account each month and it's going to be a far-fetched mm. uh like a way longer uh, sort of plan or proposal or whatever and we can discuss it like maybe on some other episode if you yeah. want yeah i i think the whole uh, idea about money and like work would change if you introduce general intelligence i mean uh, probably we would value things differently like we think about money now because that's how we know economics works but if if you have like general intelligence and if you say have infinite resources then people don't really have to work for anything people can be given food shelter whatever i don't know um i think yeah. i'm i don't think like normal engineers would be working either because the ai would be so much better it wouldn't make sense to have people work on things because the yeah maybe like now if you go to a shop you buy handmade goods and they have some novelty to it maybe we'll have human thought goods which have some no- no- novelty to it so uh, mm, there would be ai made cinema there would be human made cinema which might be a little more expensive but i don't know i think creativity mm. and like human thought things would might have a market uh, what do you think probably yeah uh, th- that's funny because uh, right now uh, at my previous employer at mintra uh, there's an algorithm that's designing the the print on t-shirts and dresses etc uh, and they had to take this decision whether they should label any product as ai designed or not and they decided that they would not go with that because it induces a sense of fake computer uh, that kind of a feeling so all dresses irrespective of ai developed or human developed are shown as the same so yeah i think that has a market later on uh, human generated or ai generated and also to add to your point about will be working or not later on i think that's already happening the displacement Uh, of front end engineers especially so what you can do right now is you can uh, design a web page on a whiteboard and an ai can basically turn that into html and javascript so that's already happening yeah even i agree i mean it's it's definitely funny it's it sounds like so right now everything is around how can i automate this or how can i make it obvious that i mean as a user i put something in the in the computer understands a lot of things and it sounds like once we reach the general intelligence point where the user did not need not even add something then you're sort of going back from there mm-hmm. and sort of adding adding that human touch again does that make sense like it, if you so so in university we worked on this uh, hackathon project which was around creating trips randomly uh instead of mm. instead of having like so a lot of websites give you like the best trip you can do in $6000 or the best trips you can do in like whatever um uh, and the idea of this project was to just randomly give you uh things and and the sort of feedback we received on the project was that everyone is going towards uh like optimization and sort of the best thing possible and you are sort of backward in that way when you're randomizing things because that's a more a uh, naive way of doing things so i think maybe that has more value when when general intelligence is in place so i don't have any more questions for the uh, rapid fire round but we can possibly discuss regarding whatever we talked about today uh, assuming we still have time so uh, so basically today we discussed about a lot of things uh, Start with talking about the change in the year and uh, what people were grateful about, um, what interesting people they met. Had some rapid fire questions. Um, discussed technology mostly and uh, 
and some things about life regarding what goals we had and what goals we were able to achieve um so this is the outro but um I, i was just thinking about a few things so um it seems that most of the tech in the world was developed in the last 100 150 years and once general intelligence comes out which you say will come out in 25 years what do we do with the with the remaining millionaires what is is it all done Uh, why do you think the goal of human civilization is to create agi i don't think because it seems goal. after that uh, the agi would create everything like hmm. humans can start maybe living better but is that the peak of progress like what's after that i don't think so i don't think that agi can uh, do everything <laughs> because uh, like if you look at scientific discoveries or uh thinking in a new paradigm altogether yeah. the the ai hasn't been trained on that right so the ai can only get as good as what it's seen before and agi can do simulations and learn from those simulations but like an agi can't invent e equals mc square at, at least that's what i understand agi to be uh so i think there's still scope for human uh, growth and agi is not the end of civilization but the beginning of a new civilization too optimistic yeah pr- probably yeah yeah um i had something to add i thought that was the definition of agi something like a human but much mm. faster much smarter with a better memory and could come up with things like easy to mc square but yeah, like sorry what you i agree with that definition i think that's what that's what i understand agi to be i mean it's so ai right now is most of look what you these are examples and what do you think about this now because now we have seen a million examples so uh, that's that's a very human way of learning i mean uh, i i look at four people doing so a certain way i think that that's typically acceptable i'll do that so but i think agi is more general as like the name suggests and i think it should be able to Uh, by definition come up with stuff stuff like e equal to mc square and and yeah but i i'm far less knowledgeable on that subject so i think i'm going like, to shut up like ej would be millions of years of science in seconds hmm so like, like, mm-hmm. like that's the reason i sometimes feel that um uh, uh, that i sometimes feel that i don't see progress on that front but to be fair i don't really uh i'm not even using ai these days like at my work or all my projects are, my projects are non existent but uh so i don't really i'm not really like on like, i'm not on like on the brim of what current uh, like cutting edge is but whatever mm-hmm. ai and whatever ai progression that i see is it's all around seeing examples and and doing stuff but i don't know when will I, when will that general element come in maybe maybe shubhankar can correct me on the, on a few things but i don't see any any i know i don't see i mean I, i don't think i've seen any inception of a of a general idea i mean ultimately it's yeah it's it's, it's general general intelligence is not yet there these guys are working on like reinforcement learning seems to be the only uh, like the thing that that will get us there Uh, because in reinforcement learning you don't need training data and it basically see- looks at examples and learns from them it doesn't have to know what those examples mean or and the labels or the uh, positive or negative classes of those examples so it just looks at actions and derives meaning from them so reinforcement learning is what they say that it's going to get us there but yeah uh i think wait but wise post on this is is the best like what what he shows is a very exponential curve uh with the growth of ai and at at a certain point uh you cannot comprehend what the general intelligence is thinking about it's it's like uh you will become like what an ant is to a human being right now mm-hmm. so an ant cannot imagine in three dimensions and that's what human beings will become in relation to general intelligence so why would it be faithful yeah it's, 
there are all those uh, questions around uh, designing principles for ai uh, mm-hmm. there are certain laws as well which you can program into those ai but yeah it's 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 a whole debate altogether different debate. but general ai won't be able to change its own code <laughs> i don't know man how when you think uh, we'll have our own spaceships like spaceships my own spaceship as in my own tesla tesla is not a spaceship but you're like a space yeah like, like you just want to go like, from here to mars or like you might be living on uranus yeah that's what sorry that was a joke and then you can just fly off to neptune or <laughs> like maybe enter uh interstellar travel will all will all of this probably come after the ai gets done so this maybe a lot more to be done or will hmm. people it come before i don't think so like there's a lot of work to be done before you before you even launch the first rocket to uranus and then you have to develop protocols around like multi satellite multi rocket multi spaceship travel like that seems too far fetched it's it's like a, a spaceship highway right that's what you're talking about mm. something like star trek alexa was sorry yeah too far fetched for me man mm. so the robots come first yeah sorry yeah. uh i honestly have no idea but to me to me uh of uh, having a rocket that flies to mars or flies to uh neptune sounds like a one to n problem but mm. uh but agi sounds like a zero to one problem i might be wrong because uh flying to neptune does not work if you have to pass two or three generations while you're on the on the space spacecraft so so solving that i mean doing that in a feasible amount of time might be a zero to one problem but mm. yeah i think yeah does that make sense okay so uh uh should we end it there cool okay conversation went uh yeah just put your reviews uh reaction videos <laughs> <laughs> messages comments uh and however else the world yeah. communicates today let us know we are also listening cool 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 bye thank you bye. see you bye bye